is Pluto. Before we get into the aspects of Pluto, let's talk a little bit about the planet itself. In the Hellenistic tradition, Pluto is not the ruler of any of the zodiac signs, but in modern practices, Pluto co-rules Scorpio along with Mars. Pluto is the planet of power and transformation. Now, when I say power and transformation, I'm not talking about the kind we see from Mars. Mars is this burning passion. It's like our fuel. And while Martian energy certainly has the potential to be transformative and super powerful, it usually speaks more to how we move through the world day to day. Pluto, on the other hand, is similar to our friend Uranus. And the power we see from Pluto, just like Uranus, is a power that really brings the ruckus. Whereas Uranus shakes things up, Pluto decides to go and take it a step further and just goes for complete and total annihilation. Pluto is small, but mighty. It's volcanic in its actions and brings about what can feel like the end of an era. People with strong Pluto placements, people who have a Plutonian energy about them, are like the embodiment of a seek-and-destroy missile. They have the ability to pursue something relentlessly and then blow it up in a matter of, of seconds after obtaining it. Another thing about Pluto is that since it's such a slow-moving planet, it's never going to transit your entire chart. It's only ever going to move through a couple houses throughout your entire lifetime. So really take a look at where your natal Pluto is to see the starting point of uh, that Plutonian impact. Same thing with Neptune. Neptune also won't transit your entire chart. If you live to be 84, then you will have a Uranus return. (laughs) But uh, other than that, Neptune and Pluto will never have a return in your chart. So wherever it's saddled up natally really sets the tone for where you're going to have those uh, Plutonian experiences throughout your lifetime. So now that we know the significations of Pluto, we also know what it's going to be bringing to the conversation when it's involved with aspects. Pluto is going to bring a sense of illumination to what it is you're really after, and then moments of complete destruction, followed by intense clarity. It's almost like a cleansing by fire. That's the vibe I get here. It brings a clarity of like, oh my gosh, this is what I really want in life, and then it completely destroys your old sense of self and the old way of living, and then you're brought to uh, this intense clarity of how to obtain what it is you want, and then you're set on the right path. Total cleansing by fire with this one. Whoever it is that Pluto's making aspects with, they better hold on to their butts, (laughs) because even the harmonic aspects can get a little dicey when Pluto is involved. Just like in the Uranus and Neptune episodes, I'm going to be going over the seven visible planets and what it means when major aspects that include Pluto, are made to them. And I'm also going to throw in the Ascendant because, like I said in the last two episodes, I really do believe that the Ascendant is such a crucial part of our charts. It is not only the mask we wear and our physical appearance, but just also the ideals that we aspire towards and often embody. And also, it just sets up your entire birth chart. The Ascendant is uh, the first house 
So if you don't know your rising, then you really can't know your houses. So whatever your rising is, very important, sets the tone for everything, in my opinion. So always going to include that one. Since there's going to be a lot of these, I'll just be giving little blurbs to get you thinking so you can relate them to your own chart, analyze them, and just see how they fit into your personal mythology. And as I said before, there's not a whole lot to say about aspects. They're just that snippet of a conversation between planets, and it kind of is what it is. And while they're small, aspects are small, you know, again, not a lot to say, super important. That small conversation can change a lot within the chart, so they are very important to pay attention to. Aspects really help us to refine the chart and get the juicy details. So when you look at your own chart and you analyze these aspects further, don't forget to take the house into consideration. Remember, the planets are the ones doing the talking, the house is where they're having that conversation, and the zodiac signs are the tones of each planet involved. We'll start with the harmonic aspects of Pluto, so trines and sextiles. The sun and the harmonic aspects of Pluto. These aspects allow the native to understand themselves, but also be able to relate to others really well. Not only are they able to dig deep into their own ego, they can also dig deep into the ego of others. While other aspects of Pluto and the sun we see can heighten a sense of ego, with the native mostly focusing on themselves, but with the harmonic aspects, since they're flowing and they're connecting, the native is really able to step outside of themselves and into another person's experience. It's almost like ego hopping to understand someone's, uh, someone else's inner world. It's a really cool thing. Strong investigative skills as well as leadership skills are going to be seen here, both of which are used to better understand themselves, but more importantly, other people. The moon and the harmonic aspects of Pluto. Emotions run deep, but they're also able to be controlled and cycled through with general ease. These natives have the awesome ability to basically juggle their emotions as they come and then discard them after being processed. They don't attach and they don't linger to something that isn't serving them anymore. This doesn't mean that they don't feel. Their emotions run really deep and they crave intense connections from the people in their lives. The life-death cycle is really comfortable for these people. And overall, this is just a really pleasant aspect emotionally. So while it sounds like they're just cycling through their emotions and they don't feel them, that's really not what's going on. This aspect allows someone to acknowledge their emotions, but not hold on to them. It's that Plutonian aspect of, okay, I see this, but I don't need it anymore, so I'm done with it. And it's the moon cycling through and going through the phases. It's a really beautiful thing how these two, when it's a harmonic aspect, how they link up and kind of just have a carousel of emotions. They can go round and round, and it doesn't seem to phase the native. It's just, yep, this is life, these are emotions, and I'm okay with it. The Ascendant and the Harmonic Aspects of Pluto. A healthy magnetism is bestowed on the native. People will be drawn to them, and they realize it, and they're able to deal with it accordingly. Reading people like a book and knowing their inner worlds is easy for someone with these aspects. Superficial won't cut it for this placement. They want to know that you're a real one, and they'll get to know you until you either prove 
or disprove that notion. They can use their perseverance and power to chase their dreams without that power becoming destructive or overbearing. So they're really good at harnessing their their magnetism and their power and channeling it in a productive way. The only downside is that they may never realize how powerful they are and then they don't push themselves hard enough to get even more out of life. These natives might realize like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty magnetic and I can get things done and people like me and I have a lot of power, but then they kind of rest on their laurels and they're like, oh, you know, things are good enough. And if you remember from a couple weeks ago when we spoke about trines and sextiles in general, that can happen. If you have really a lot of harmonic aspects, you can be a little lazy. And that's what happens here when Pluto is in a harmonic aspect to the ascendant. These people might not realize just how powerful they are and they end up not tapping into it fully. Mercury and the harmonic aspects of Pluto. A strong, inquisitive mind that can get to the bottom of anything. This is the aspect of detectives or people who just love to do research. Abstract concepts are grasped rather easily, and the native will have interesting original thoughts of their own to add to any conversation. These natives are open to new thoughts and experiences, which means their opinions are flexible and they go where the logic is. So these people love to go down the rabbit hole, but not get lost. (laughs) Unlike Alice, they are able to find their way back rather easily. They go down the rabbit hole, they find the information, they, and they're happy about it, and they're done. They don't get trapped down there. So that's pretty cool. I like that this aspect allows people to explore, but not completely lose themselves. Venus and the harmonic aspects of Pluto. Intense romantic feelings that are inclined towards love and maybe even lust at first sight. They can be attracted to others for superficial reasons, but if the substance isn't there after the initial infatuation, they'll abandon the prospect completely. There's a sense that these people don't like to waste their time in romance because they know how much they have to offer and how deeply they love. Attracting others is easy as this aspect provides plenty of sex appeal. It's the having to sort through these prospects that ends up being a burden and can really just leave them feeling lonely. They feel like, you know, I attract all these people, but I'm really not into any of them and just nobody's for me. That's how this placement can end up feeling. You also can't fool these natives easily. They have a great sense of perception when it comes to the motivations of others. Mars and the harmonic aspects of Pluto. Self-confidence and ambition are the main embodiments of this aspect. Romantic relationships are not only going to be intense, but they need to be transformative for one or both partners. Basically, if you aren't leveling up together, then what's the point? Mars and Pluto team up to be a force to be reckoned with, but not in an overly domineering way that we would see with other aspects. I see someone who is super diligent and dedicated at all costs, but doesn't forget the team in the process. I'm like low-key kind of crushing on this aspect because it has major like hero vibes, but also this really sweet way of going about it. Like this aspect with uh, Mars and Pluto is just like, oh, you know, I know I'm powerful and I know I'm a superhero, but 
I'm going to be Captain America about it and I'm going to make sure the whole team is taken care of, but I'm also going to succeed. I don't know. It's just really, it's really endearing to me. I like it. Jupiter and the harmonic aspects of Pluto. Jupiter expands and Pluto says, let's take that generous, jovial attitude for helping others and uh, let's transform lives. These people inspire others while simultaneously achieving their own goals. Basically, they live their lives in an admirable way that inspires others to do the same. They have strong ideals that bleed into their sense of self, and uh, they're able to organize a community rather easily. They can be really productive in areas of business or politics because of this skill set. These are people that just come off very generous and kind, and uh, they really have... uh, the higher purpose of transforming society for the better at their core. That's kind of their mission. That's really what they want to do in their life. And it's authentic. People around them can really tell that that's what they have going on inside their heart. Saturn and the harmonic aspects of Pluto. Able to be transformative while still being rooted in reality. Now, how nice does that sound? Being able to be rooted in reality but still being transformative. The character of these natives is deep-rooted, and it can be hard to sway them away from anything they believe to be true about themselves or the world around them, which that has the potential to be both good and bad depending on the situation. Emotions are strong but usually kept close to the chest. You can tell there's more underneath the surface, but they rarely show that part of themselves. I also feel like the ethics and morals of this aspect run really deep. There's going to be a lot that's going to be deeply rooted and beneath the surface that we're not going to see. I get an image of like big, thick oak tree roots underground. So emotions and ethics are kept hidden, but they're the basis of what this aspect stands on. And it's really what keeps them going their emotions and their ethics, how they feel and what they think and what they think is right for the world, that's what kind of pushes them along and that's where they gain their power from. Now on to the dynamic aspects of Pluto, so squares and oppositions. We always start out with the good ones. It seems like, you know, the harmonic aspects are so sweet and fun. So we're going to turn the corner now and it's going to be squares and oppositions, the dynamic aspects. And with Pluto, it can get a little twisted. So like I said, hold on to your butts because it's gonna, if you have any of these aspects, it can be kind of bumpy. And remember, just because they're dynamic doesn't mean they're bad. It just means that you need to be super aware. You kind of need to wake up and realize it. And there's work that can be done. And if you do that work, it's gonna project you. It's gonna, you know, send you skyrocketing off into success. But you really need to work at it. You can't just you know, have it naturally. You have to work for it and you have to realize it, but that almost makes it a little more special when you do finally get it. So the sun and the dynamic aspects of Pluto. This is the aspect of the compromising ego. It's basically a pressure cooker aspect. Everything is so tightly contained and at some point it all boils over in a pretty explosive way. These natives can be defensive when asked about their actions and emotions. It takes a while for these people to learn how to be around others and how they fit into the grand scheme of the world. When the native undergoes enough self-transformations, 
their place in the world will finally be shown to them. Or not even shown to them, but they will finally realize it. Their ego, or the sun, is trying to reconcile their revolutionary attitude with the people around them. Getting close to people can be hard until the necessary transformations take place. And until those transformations do take place, we'll see a lot of selfishness or even aloofness towards others. The moon and the dynamic aspects of Pluto. Right off the bat, we have jealousy and mood swings on our hands. They have such intense emotions that they can often feel like a burden. These natives find it hard to attach to or care about anything that is frivolous or superficial, which then makes them come off as snobbish or aloof, further only making them misunderstood and then feeling like a loner. Since relationships are hard for these people, they may lean on methods of emotional manipulation or other types of control to get a grip on the world around them. Learning that not everything is going to reject you or leave you behind is going to be crucial for people with this aspect. It will allow them to form deep relationships that they really crave without the use of manipulation or lingering fear. So what we see mainly with the moon in a dynamic aspect of Pluto is someone who feels really, really deep, but the emotions are like a rodeo. They're on a buck and bronco and they are just up and down, up and down, all over the place. It's not like when it's a harmonic aspect and things are flowing smoothly and they're ready for the ups and downs. No, no, the dynamic aspects are not ready for the ups and downs. It's like every time there's an up and down or something goes wrong, it's like a shock, it's a surprise. Everything is over the top, intense and dramatic. They use a means of manipulation to really get a hold of their emotions, but that's not processing, that's manipulation. That's not really acknowledging the emotions. They're trying to keep them neat and orderly and trying to get a hold on them instead of just letting them be what they are. And that's out of fear. These people really fear rejection at their core. Oh, and it's, it makes me sad because they're just operating out of a place of fear. It's really fear-based manipulation, and that's not good. So this is a tough one where the native has to learn to just accept and let go and realize that not everyone will abandon them or reject them if they tune into their emotions. No one's going to be mad that you have emotions. If anything, the people around you will be happy that you are acknowledging your emotions and trying to work with them. The ascendant and the dynamic aspects of Pluto. If the native is not aware of their own intensity, then they tend to suck people into their whirlwind spiral and bring them along for their own self-destructive ride. These people will tend to glamorize or glorify the darker aspects of life and can get stuck in a place where they think it's cool to be bad. (laughs) The outward personality is full of untamed rage and obsessive tendencies and even jealousy. So what we see with this is someone who is into the darker parts of life or they just have really dark humor or just, you know that person, that person that thinks it's like cool to be edgy or angsty. They're like, this is just how I am. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you really want to be that way or not. And they have super self-destructive tendencies. And those tendencies often bring other people down. And that's where it becomes a problem. If you want to sink your own ship, that's one thing. 
But when you start bringing people down with you, that's when that's when we have a problem. So people with dynamic aspects with Pluto to their ascendant really need to become aware that, ooh, sometimes I spiral for no reason and I kind of need to find the root of why I'm doing that. Mercury and the dynamic aspects of Pluto. Erratic and illogical ways of going about things. If someone challenges the native's logic or way of thinking, they default to arrogance as a defense mechanism. It's likely that they take everything really personally, so it's hard to have a friendly debate or intellectual talks with them. Also, the way in which they deliver the message isn't in the neatest, nicest packaging either. They can be gruff or tactless, and people may consider them hard to talk to. Since they get perceived this way, and rightfully so most of the time, they can start to meander into a world of secrecy. Instead of being open about their thoughts and opinions, they keep everything hidden and secret. And that's a really slippery slope when you start holding everything in instead of communicating and uh, telling people what you think and your ideas. And then you start being really secretive and then you start getting real shady. So this can be kind of a shady aspect. All right, so it's like one of two things. With this aspect, we either see someone who is super arrogant and hard to talk to, or they're super shady and they keep everything kind of hidden. And neither of those is good. It's about finding a balance between the two. It's about learning to speak your opinions without thinking that someone is attacking your intelligence all the time, because they aren't. People generally aren't attacking your intelligence from what I have seen in conversations with others, but with this aspect, you may feel that to be the case. It's a, it's a very insecure aspect when it comes to your communication, your writing skills, and your intellect. Venus and the dynamic aspects of Pluto. This aspect does not bode well for romantic or business relationships. It takes a lot of work for these natives to get a grip on their relationships, and even then, upheavals and upsets are still going to be afoot. The native will always seem to attract the wrong partner or people, and they don't just attract them, but they engage deeply and become entwined with the wrong people. The passion that flows through these natives is usually part of the problem. It's really hard to control the sexual desires that they have, and they can often override common sense and have the native looking past all the red flags. Learning that sex is not the basis for a relationship is going to be a really big lesson here. We all have that friend who just keeps going back to that person who we know is wrong for them, or they're constantly engaging in relationships that they know are not good, and they just seem to never learn the lesson. They, they never seem to grow out of that cycle. That's what this aspect is like. It's like Venus in a dynamic aspect with Pluto just attracts shadows. It attracts people who are not good for you, but ultimately could teach you something. If you're being really aware that you have this aspect and you're being like, wow, I keep attracting this type of person. What is that saying about me? Go back to our, our Jungian archetypes. Look at the type of shadow that you're attracting and be like, whoa, that is this shadow trying to speak to me right now. You know, that's the innocent or that's the everyman trying to speak to me. I need to fix something. I need to pump the brakes and really look at what's going on. 
these dynamic aspects, yeah, they can suck, but at the same time, they have such a good potential for growth, and I do love that about them. Mars and the dynamic aspects of Pluto. A combative attitude that makes for a reckless individual. If someone gets in the way, these people will either plow right through them or decide that they're of no use to them and completely discard them. Sex drive is heightened and it's best to keep it contained and not overly assertive. This is an interesting aspect because people want to be around the native and they want to make strong bonds, but the native will eventually cause a rift of some sort. If you remember from the Mars significations episode, I think I mentioned that Mars is about cutting, like slicing and dicing. Think of like a sword. Mars likes to separate. So that's what happens here. We have Mars separating. People want to form bonds with this person because they're exciting. They're powerful. They, they just emanate power and energy. But the Martian and Plutonian mashup here of the dynamic aspect will have them just cutting people off left and right. There's usually some sort of power struggle that we see here. The native wants to be in control at all times and will use force or manipulation to keep that control. Lastly, they can be shady. Sometimes the forcefulness isn't all out in the open. They aren't pushing people around all the time, so to speak. Pluto says, yo, Mars, let's keep this on the DL. (laughs) And Mars is like, whatever, as long as we win, I don't give a shit. Like, in my mind, Mars is that stereotypical, like, meathead kind of tool bag that's like, yeah, man, like, whatever we got to do to win, I'm down. And Pluto's kind of the one pulling the strings here with the dynamic aspect and being like, okay, maybe with this group of people, the best course of action isn't to be super assertive, but to be a little shady about things. That's what I see with Mars in a dynamic aspect with Pluto. Someone that knows how to play their cards and do it really well. Jupiter and the dynamic aspects of Pluto. Out of all the dynamic aspects with Pluto, this one seems to have the easiest go of it. These people push back against mainstream ideologies and they live by their own code of ethics. They don't like the rules that society has imposed on how they should act or how they should behave, so they just kind of make up their own rules for the most part. Engaging in adventurous or risky behavior excites them, and they have a bit of a dogmatic streak that can come out when they're talking about religion or philosophy. These people can sway back and forth between being overly confident and then having no confidence whatsoever. The biggest problem or the biggest obstacle that these natives are going to have to overcome with this aspect is a tendency to manipulate or use people for personal gain. I actually have this aspect. (laughs) And the biggest thing I used to struggle with, and I still occasionally do, is the tendency to build something really big and awesome and then completely just annihilate it, like destroy it. And that's what we can see a lot with this aspect. You have Jupiter, who's expanding, 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 and then you have Pluto coming in with that dynamic relationship and says, nah, and just bowls it over, just completely blows it up. I literally have days where I'm working on the podcast and I'm like, you know, what if I just stopped? <laughs> like, what if, what if I'm just like, meh, 
I literally have those days. And I tell you guys all the time how much I love doing this. I love this to my core. And I know that this is something I'm supposed to be doing, but I still have those thoughts. I still have to battle with that Pluto coming in and being like, hey, but what if we just start over? So it's it's really hard. And now with Pluto being in retrograde at the moment, I've been going through something. You know, I've been wanting to dye my hair, get a piercing, get tattoos. I'm just all over the place. That's how I cope with things. I'm not going to stop podcasting, so please nobody freak out. I'm going to keep going. We have a lot to get through. I have a lot to teach you. I'm not going to stop, but I want to be honest and say that, yeah, like this dynamic aspect for me, it really does have me sometimes questioning, like, what am I doing with my life? And uh, I know everybody has that, but I will literally like wipe the slate clean and just start over. I have done it so many times with so many things. And then that's when I saw the pattern and I realized like, oh, damn, like that's my pattern. I need to stop doing that. And I have, and it's been great. I won't say it's always been easy because it's not my default, but I realized that this is so much healthier and this is so much better for me to not completely be wiping the slate clean all the time. So the other part of the aspect that really applies to me personally is my own code of ethics and living my life exactly the way I want and the way I see fit. I will tell anyone and everyone to do whatever the hell it is that they want to do and go out and get their happiness. Do not let societally imposed constructs tell you what you can or cannot do. Break the rules, bend reality, and fuck it up. (laughs) This might get me on a philosophical or, you know, ethical rant, but here we go. That's part of this placement, so perfect. Here we go. As long as you're taking responsibility for your actions, owning your shit, and being honest along the way, then just do your thing. Don't let anyone tell you who or what you can or cannot be, or that you don't deserve more or better. You're the only one living your exact unique experience. I can't tell you what's best for you, but I can tell you that when you free yourself from the idea of what you think, you should be doing, what society tells you you should be doing, and you start living your life authentically, things fall into place rather well. I mean, they're going to be shaken up at first. Like, you have to knock all the old constructs down inside your mind, your heart, your soul, all of it. You have to knock all of them down. But once you settle in to your authentic skin, it's pretty fucking sweet. (laughs) And that's how I live my life through and through. It hasn't always been easy because it's not easy to live authentically in a world that doesn't want you to. The world that we live in really has like three or four lanes that it wants you to stay in. And I'm here to tell you, make your own fucking lane. Stay in it. Still have morals. Still have ethics. Don't be a dick. That's not part of this. This isn't a spiritual bypass to do whatever you want, but it's just a message to say you don't have to pick the cookie cutter. You don't have to pick the pre-made. You can build your cookies from scratch. (laughs) You can form what you want those cookies to come out the oven looking like. And you know what? Sometimes they're going to come out looking like blobs and sometimes they're going to come out looking exactly like the shit that you saw off Pinterest. So do what you want, live your life, and don't be a dick. That's my message for today. Thank you.
Saturn, and the dynamic aspects of Pluto. There's a lot of hardships and upheavals that the native will face, but they get used to running through the shit, so to speak, and uh, can feel like that's all life has to offer. Life feels unpredictable, even more than it already is. This aspect has a hard time expressing their own emotions, but they do have a lot of empathy. Emotions prove to be too overwhelming, likely due to traumatic experiences when the native was young. So then the native can often become obsessed with work or other means to divert their minds from the task at hand or from the emotions that are trying to bubble up within them. Obsessive is the key word for this aspect. Obsessed with work, obsessed with keeping their emotions tidy, obsessed with not appearing emotional. It's really like a full-time job for them just to keep everything beneath the surface because Pluto's volcanic. It wants to erupt. It wants to bring all these things to the surface. And Saturn, since they're in a dynamic aspect, a square or an opposition, Saturn is pushing back. Saturn is keeping it down. So you have one force pushing up, wanting to explode, and you have another force pushing down, wanting to keep it there. Whoever wins, I don't know. That's not for me to say. But I think you can imagine that there's a lot of tension and buildup that can happen with this aspect. Now on to conjunctions. So remember, conjunctions are when planets literally fuse together because they're at zero degrees. So you have a planet right on top of each other with another planet and their energies and their significations fuse together. And typically, I say they're neutral to more positive, more harmonic. But with Pluto, I'm going to keep it more in the neutral realm for the most part. So the sun in conjunction with Pluto. The ego is jacked up and put in the spotlight with this aspect. There may be some sort of power complex that you struggle with, whether it be internal or projecting it onto others. People with this aspect are going to have super strong opinions that teeter on extremism. Things will be very black and white. You're either in or you're out. You're with us or against us. It can make them hard to deal with sometimes, but also they can harness their deep-rooted beliefs and use them in a really transformative, beautiful way. The moon in conjunction with Pluto. Fast-paced, explosive emotions. These people are emotional volcanoes. Things can lie dormant for a while, and then all of a sudden, boom, they explode and the landscape around them is forever changed. Very demanding in their relationships, and these people crave a deep emotional connection from pretty much everyone. Even in friendship, they tend to be extreme and really want that sense of undying passion and intimacy. If the emotional needs aren't met, that's when we see the eruption that leads to self-isolation. With this aspect, we see someone who feels like they're never being met with the same intensity, and uh, so they think, well, you know, no one's as good of a friend as me, or no one cares as much as me, and then they just self-isolate. The Ascendant in conjunction with Pluto. These people have an aura of power. Pluto meshing with the Ascendant means we see someone who goes through the life-death-rebirth cycle on the reg. It also means that they consistently feel otherworldly or, more often, underworldly. Nothing can stop them from achieving what they want and becoming the person they want to be. 
other than their own limiting beliefs. They can easily lose their grip on reality and be thrown into a spiral of starting the life-death-rebirth cycle if they can transcend their need to constantly feel like they have to reinvent themselves and direct that energy elsewhere, they'll find that they can build an empire around their own personality. Mercury in conjunction with Pluto. A deeply focused and curious mind will be seen with this placement. Again, we see someone who tends to think in extremes, but they also think about things on a deeper level than most people around them. They want to get to the core of everything and understand the who, what, where, how, and the why of it all. While the mind is probing and strong, it can be hard for these natives to see things objectively. They believe their own thoughts and opinions so strongly that there's not much room for anything else. They see the world through their own warped, (laughs) beautiful, plutonian-colored glasses. There's a sense that They can bring about change with their words if they harness them properly. So really learning to communicate passionately and deeply is going to be really advantageous for this aspect. They have to know when to let the fire burn bright and they have to know when to turn it down though so they don't turn people off. Venus in conjunction with Pluto an intensity that would rival any Scorpio Venus, and an artistic ability that makes any Taurus deeply jealous is seen here. These people ooze drama and romance. They have a romantic magnetism and often have interesting or even secretive love affairs. Other than deep emotions and passionate connections, there's also a propensity to have an interesting relationship with money. A cycle of saving and then spending lavishly is uh, really the, the crux of the relationship here. They're really good at doing both. They know when to spend and they know when to save. And uh, I just get a sense, for some reason, I don't know why I got this image of like a volcano that's like spewing coins for whatever reason. It lies dormant for a really long time with all of its money. And then all of a sudden it's just like, boom, we're going to be lavish and we're going to be just opulent and beautiful. That's what I get. Mars in conjunction with Pluto. I rather like this aspect, but I would because, you know, Mars. Big, intense emotions, but not water emotions, fire emotions. And if I need to explain that difference to you, then all you need to do is spend some time with an Aries and then spend some time with like a Pisces. (laughs) Case closed. That's the difference between fire emotions and water emotions. These natives are going to be feisty, and they're going to have fiery tempers that, if left unchecked, will just scorch the lands. It'll just decimate everything. There's a sense of determination and persistence about them that I find really admirable, and uh, they just chase after what they want. And chasing after what they want in their dreams is just as fun as actually obtaining it for them. Honestly, the chase is probably more fun than getting the reward. I feel like people with this placement would agree with that, that it's really about the journey and the excitement along the way, rather than actually getting to the top of the mountain. Jupiter in conjunction with Pluto. Jupiter's dogmatic ways are heightened with this aspect. These natives believe in their cause and they want you to do the same. This makes them a strong leader with the ability to connect with their community on a deep level. 
I would typically think the power and force that Jupiter receives from Pluto is used for benefic endeavors, but you never know. As long as the native uses their leadership and charisma for good, then I really have no worries with this one. But I also have in the back of my mind that, like, this could be a potential cult <laughs> leader. It could be someone who is really charismatic and able to get people on their side and garner sympathy and interest in their cause. So you really have to be careful with these people because you have to make sure they're being truthful and authentic and that there isn't some underlying uh, um, reason that they want you to join their cause or there isn't something like going on behind the scenes. So I want to believe that this one is used mostly for good because it's Jupiter and also because it's a benefic planet. But you never know what else is going on in the chart, so just be careful. Saturn in conjunction with Pluto. There's a balance of responsibility from Saturn and breaking free from Pluto. These people will have an amazingly strong willpower that can guide them through damn near any situation. Once they pick an interest, hobby, career, or desire, they end up digging their heels in and they just really go whole hog towards the endeavor. And this sounds great but they also have the tendency to have tunnel vision and to only focus on the goal. This can make them short-sighted with other areas in their life, and they can just kind of ignore things or people or aspects of their life. It's definitely a workhorse type aspect. Pluto gives you the power and Saturn gives you the drive and the focus, and these natives can just really give it their all, but I get a sense that maybe you know, like work and home life balance would be really off. Maybe you put everything towards your career your whole life, but then you end up alone. Or you put everything into your family. Your family was your heart and your soul for the majority of your life, but then you never did anything to develop a sense of self and you don't even know who you are. That can happen with this placement. Those are the major aspects and their significations with Pluto. I hope that you understand the tiny destroyer that is Pluto a little bit better now. Take a look at your own chart and see where it is that Pluto is exerting its power and causing chaos for you. Now, since we finished the planets, you might be asking, well, Delana, where are we going to go from here? You know, we've made our way through all the planets in some form or fashion, and I'd say that's pretty fucking cool, but we've got a lot more to cover. So I really hope that you do stick around because we're going to be going back through those planets. We still have houses to cover. We have all kinds of things. We've got Lilith. We've got Chiron. We've got asteroids, grand trines, yods, bowls, all of it. Questions from you. At some point, I do want to do a Q&A episode because I've been getting a lot of good questions in my DMs. And at some point, I will be opening up on my Instagram stories, you know, hey, send me your questions. I want to do a Q&A episode whether it's compatibility, synastry, I don't give a shit. Ask me the most basic question. Ask me the most in-depth question. I am here for it. So I really hope you stick around for that because I'm excited. I know I just said earlier that, you know, what if I just scrap the whole thing and I'm done with it, but that's not going to happen. I do love talking to you each week and I feel like I'm opening up a little bit. I feel like I'm getting to know you, which is so weird to think that like I'm getting to know you but I don't ever actually speak to you, but I do speak to you. I don't know. It's a, it's a very interesting relationship. It works well for me. <laughs> Until next week, you can find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro 
or on Twitter at Moon Matters. Don't forget to leave a rating or review on iTunes. It would mean so much to me. People have been doing that. It's been very sweet. I love it. Thank you. All right, my babes. Later days. Later days.